0: How are all of our lovely goslings? What up, Internet? (laughs) Who do you think you are?
1: I don't know. I like it, though. All right. I'm like the hype man for this This podcast. I'm the hype man this podcast needs.
0: Dave, the hype man. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance if I sound weird this episode. Oh, you're
1: trying to do it?
0: I'm trying to talk without the thing.
1: Oh, without the thing. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so, this is a little catching up with us and what's been going on.
0: I had a tooth extracted Monday. We record on Wednesday, so this is Wednesday. Um, it is one of my front-ish teeth. It's one of my front top canines. It's like
1: the third to, over, right from basically yeah. the middle.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it would be your canine. Yeah, it's visible. Um. Because it was taken out, it's visible, and right now I have, like, stitches, so it looks real gross. Mm. So they gave me... I'm getting a permanent tooth put in, but it has to heal before they can do that. Yeah. So they gave me what they call a flipper, which most people will know as, like, the fake teeth eight-year-old beauty pageant kids wear.
1: That's so weird to me.
0: It is. But (laughs) in their case, they put them over their baby teeth. Yeah. Yeah. To make them look like 30-year-olds. In in my case, um, I look like a hockey player, and I put one in to look less like a hockey player. (laughs) And it's like, it's really weird, because a lot of... um, It looks like
1: a retainer, first of all.
0: Right, it looks like a retainer, and it just has one little tooth that fits around. Yeah. And to kind of look like I have a tooth, basically... And I work with the public, so I need to, like, at least have them not see visible stitches and, like, a missing tooth. It might freak them out. Right. So I've been wearing it at work, but it drives me nuts because since it fits on the roof of my mouth, Mm -hmm. it's an extra quarter of an inch on my palate. Yeah. And it makes me real lispy.
1: You know. And I don't like it. I I notice it only when you mention it.
0: Here, let's pop it I'm in and see what a, the people think.
1: I'm going to do a little little pop test here. All right, she is inserting her fang mm-hmm. into her head. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is. Yeah. So I will say all of the S words yeah. now.
1: It's not that obvious. It's only like if it's you've It's obvious told. to me. It might not even carry on, Mike. I have no idea.
0: It's obvious to me it makes me feel lispy and Mm -hmm. especially at work it's real difficult because I'm trying to like sometimes people can't hear. I deal with a lot of older people and we also have a drive through and people can never hear us through that. So I'm like yelling and I'm like I can't fucking talk.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I can't the,
0: articulate anything. You know what it
1: is is it's the it's the roof of the mouth thing that's the biggest interference. Yeah,
0: cuz it's like a qu- extra quarter of an inch
1: and that's where you make your s. Right. Is on that's the roof why of your I'm mouth. lispy. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to take it out cuz I think it sounds better without it.
1: Yeah, right. Oh boy. Okay. Remove fang.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> fang is gone. Um <clears throat> I took it out to show my mom last night. Yeah. For some reason, she didn't she didn't understand what I had meant when I told her I had a flipper. Um,
1: the dog is going to eat all of our treats. Yes. We have to withdraw these treats from she him. She
0: thought... He can eat the moldy one. Um, <laughs> she thought I already had the permanent tooth in, even though I... She only half listens to me. Um, so, I, like, took it out to show her. Yeah. And... She, like, freaked out because she, <laughs> I don't know what she thought was happening, but she thought it was a permanent tooth, so I just started pulling it out of my mouth, and she's like, what?
1: <laughs> it was
0: really funny. Yeah. I wish you could have seen the look on her face. That would have been fun. And I was like, no, it has to heal before they can put the permanent tooth in, and mm-hmm. I can't wait.
1: So, we, we skipped something here, but I'm sitting across from Gappy Teefee Port.
0: Yes. That's a good one. And, um... I'm sitting across from drugsy caretaken baby Mm. because I got home from my procedure and you were just like over the top. You're always very sweet, but you're over the top sweet and accommodating. Well, I was, I was
1: really nervous about it because I know how traumatizing that can be.
0: Well, you watched someone get a root canal once, which is not a good idea. Don't do that.
1: Blood everywhere Mm -hmm. and just like white face, just like slack. Very scary.
0: I didn't get a root canal. I just had the tooth removed. And the. It's weird because you're fully numbed, so you can't feel it. Like, you know they're yanking on you, but you hear it
1: because it's in
0: your fucking skull sure so you hear it like cracking and then pulling everything out oh it was creepy it was definitely creepy very creepy and then about halfway through the procedure the tooth was already out they were just doing the rest of it like prepping everything so it can heal up and then they can give me um my permanent fake tooth yeah and um the anesthetic started to wear off, and I was feeling very sore. It, I wasn't feeling any sharp pain, but I was feeling very sore. But I'd never had one removed before, so I was just like, this might be a normal amount of soreness that you start to feel. I don't
1: fucking know. Doesn't seem like he thought so. No. Then
0: I, then I felt the stitches. I felt like it wasn't a super sharp pain, but I definitely felt the pinch of the needle going in. Yeah. And that was one around the time I was like eh, that's probably not right. And then he was twisting the posts in. I
1: wonder how many people have tuned out for this one all I know,
0: I know people hate <laughs> dental stuff, but <laughs> I that was when it started to hurt really bad. I mean he's literally screwing something into my jaw and uh go away, dog. And I just let out a uh, <sighs> He's like, did you feel that? And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of stopped and went, it hurts. Where does it hurt? And it's like, my entire mouth is numb. I can't talk, I don't, everywhere. It hurts all of the places you are touching. Yeah. <laughs> but he gave me more numbing and finished up pretty quickly after that. And then I went and got drugs from the pharmacy. And honestly, afterwards the pain has been really manageable. It, I haven't been too bad at all. I've been taking ibuprofen and yeah. all that jazz, and it's been good. This has been <sighs> tooth talk. So it's a very, it's a big experience for it's me. A,
1: I just, yeah, it would be. It's a horrifying thing to have happen. And
0: it's in the, it's in the front of my mouth.
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh. The thing is, you really, even before you had it pulled, I really didn't notice it that much.
0: Well, you couldn't tell because the part of my tooth that was missing, oh, I never said this on the podcast, but I lost part of my tooth on vacation, yeah. biting into a piece of New York pizza. Let's
1: be clear, shitty New York pizza.
0: Not great New York pizza. I mean, it was
1: decent, it was, it was, but it was
0: like real chewy. And, yeah,
1: and a really tough crust.
0: Yeah, and a part of my tooth just broke off. So it was half of that. Incisor, but it was the half that, like the back half. Yeah. That you can't tell. If really, you're if you're look, if you're
1: looking at it, it's the right half. If I'm out here looking at your tooth, it's the right, right half of your tooth. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up <laughs> yeah. for everyone. That might help so, people
1: put a picture in the head of your tooth breaking vertically.
0: Right. So it's, it was. If you're looking at me head on, you couldn't tell. Right before, like a couple days before I had the procedure, my mom was like, she looked at me and went, Chris, you can't even tell. Yeah. Just like have them take the tooth out. Don't get a new one in. I'm like, mom, you can't tell part of my tooth is missing. You'll be able to clearly see my entire tooth is missing. Especially like when you
1: fully smile, you know. Right. And You don't want to feel bad about smiling.
0: Right. And I have like decent teeth except for that fucked up one so um it's very disappointing but it'll be fine once I get the permanent one I'm coming to terms with it yeah tooth loss
1: it's tooth real. loss tooth grief tooth grief that fateful day at two thirty. oh god the dentist's favorite time
0: I tried to make a couple two thirty jokes yeah at my first dentist appointment about this whole thing and uh-huh. they did not find it as funny as I did are you serious Mm-hmm. Do you mean
1: to tell me the people at the. Hold just a fucking minute here. The people at the dentist don't think the 230 joke is funny?
0: I'm sure they've heard it like a billion and one times.
1: I, unforgivable.
0: Well, these Change are. Change dentists. I did. That was the first appointment. <laughs> I didn't make it to this dentist. He'd uh-huh. probably laugh. He's really nice. Okay. He would take pity on me and be- the <laughs> fact that the anesthetic was. He felt so bad, I yeah. can tell. Yeah.
1: I'm very, I'm I'm genuinely upset that they don't find the 2.30 joke as funny as I do.
0: Eh, it was like, stupid. <laughs> they were just stupid, it's okay. <laughs> they, they wouldn't even return my calls to, like, schedule an appointment yeah. for an expensive procedure.
1: Maybe they don't really like being dentists.
0: Maybe they don't even, I don't know. Maybe they'd rather Where make toys. With that. Maybe.
1: Like Herbie. Only in okay. reverse. All right. Remember Herbie? Oh, come on. Reebok. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I he forgot his want, name. But want... the elf who wants to be a dentist. Yeah,
1: he didn't want to make toys anymore.
0: I got Herbie it. He doesn't same page
1: like now. to make
0: toys. I just didn't. <laughs> good impression. I didn't remember his name.
1: Herbie. He wanted to be a dentist.
0: I'll never forget again.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry about that diversion.
0: <laughs> oh, there's always a diversion here. Yeah, I know. Are you ready?
1: Oh, boy. For the news? <coughs> Quizzing time. I'm going to rock it. I'm going to so rock it. I'm going to guess so good. You're going to rock
0: down to Electric Avenue, mm-hmm. and then we'll take it higher?
1: No. Yeah, Not about oh, the, the, the,
0: street. <laughs> oh, down the street On the street. On the it I love that song. Bop, <laughs> pop 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 pop. In a very weird way. I love that song. It's, okay.
1: so, it's really wacky. I feel like it wouldn't happen today. It's so
0: good. Um,
1: All right. So the goal of this, two, tr- two lies and a truth. I yes. have to guess the true story <laughs> yes. of three news stories. Correct. And I'm going to crush it, even though I barely ever do.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, if anyone would, it'd be you between the two of us, because I am zero for zero.
1: I've got a gleaming 25% record.
0: Yes. Um, first one.
1: Yeah.
0: Man busted with over 1,000 fake drugs at Bonnaroo. I'm doing God's work.
1: (laughs) Okay. That sounds very real to me. Doing God's work, handing out drugs at Bonnaroo, sounds very real. Fake drugs. Oh what oh fake oh wait 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 oh so they're fake drugs.
0: Man busted with over one thousand fake drugs at Bonnaroo. I'm doing God's work.
1: Oh so he's out there, what a dick! He's out there selling fake drugs so that people don't do drugs. What a dick! All right, all right. Second one. Mm -hmm.
0: Security fail. Bank was robbed for thousands of dollars, while Panic Button tripped alarms at the business across the street.
1: Ooh. Okay. So he goes to rob the place. Teller hits a button. Police go to the other side of the street instead?
0: Instead of sending a a loud panic alarm or a silent panic alarm to the police directly to let Uh them know there's an issue... Something happened, and it set off an audible alarm at a business across the street, which did not help the people getting robbed.
1: I'm suspicious of that one. Okay. I'm giving that one a tentative wag of the finger.
0: <laughs> a little fingy wag. A
1: little fingy wag. Um,
0: Alright, for the last one? Big changes for little town. Ten-year-old mayor has big plans for tourist attraction.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, that is ripped directly out of Parks and Recreation, so I don't know if it's real or not. That Ben Wyatt was mayor of his town on Parks and Rec.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't ten.
1: No, he was young, though. He was like 16 or something.
0: He was 18.
1: Oh, when he was Ice Clown? Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, anyway.
0: (laughs) But yes. There are some similarities there.
1: Ten-year-old mayor. You know, the thing is, that shit happens all the time. There's, like, remote towns where, like, the, the dog at the There's a lot of dog mayor. mayors. Yeah, like... <laughs> a lot of dog mayors. Because if you're in the middle of, like, nowhere in Nebraska, why the fuck not?
0: <laughs> Allegra or Renee, I forget which, I think it was Allegra, um, went to a town whose mayor is a dog and got to meet the dog mayor
1: <laughs> on
0: very short notice.
1: Like, <laughs> well, you know that's surprising because I'm sure he's really busy.
0: He's a very busy dog mayor. <laughs> he has a lot of important dog mayor he's appointments. He's
1: got five constituents to worry about. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His receptionist, mm. aka his owner, who mm. was very nice and accommodated a quick meeting.
1: <laughs> now I'm really so thinking here.
0: Okay, do you want to recap?
1: Uh, yeah, let's do one just for everybody.
0: Man busted with over 1,000 fake drugs at Bonnaroo. I'm doing God's work. Okay. Security fail. Bank robbed for thousands of dollars when panic button trips alarms at business across the street. Mm Mm-hmm. Big change for little town. Ten-year-old mayor has big plans for tourist attraction.
1: Damn. Two of these, I really feel like, I really, I believe the first and third one. I believe the first and third one. I can so see fake drug guy existing. I can believe 10-year-old mayor wants to put, I don't know, like a laser tag, museum (laughs) of laser tag in like... (laughs) some remote town in Pennsylvania or Missouri yeah Missouri it's definitely gotta be Missouri
0: Missouri.
1: um shit alright I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with my gut here pull the trigger I'm gonna go with my gut here what does my gut say (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love
0: it that's how I feel every time I play this
1: first one final answer Fake drug guy. God damn you, you're right. Yes! Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm putting champion music behind this for sure. Definitely.
0: Let me uh, read this article
1: for you. Uh, 40% correctness rate. Woo! <laughs> Man, you're just, you're so
0: good. You're correct I 40% of the 40%. Time. Woo!
1: Oh, my God. All right. That was a tough one, though, because definitely I thought the third one could just as easily be it.
0: Okay. I had to go research for the article. Yeah. Because instead of clicking follow link, I hit disable link in my drive app.
1: It, oh, oh! In, in Google Drive? Yeah. Okay, so you basically okay. made it unclickable.
0: <laughs> yes, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. And then I was trying to select just the headline so I could search for it, and I selected everything. And <laughs> I am not. I can't technology. Okay, that's all right. Anyway.
1: Technology can you.
0: Um, you a know, man's, no.
1: If you think about it.
0: <laughs> a man's me. divine calling has landed him in jail after he was caught trying to sell thousands of fake drugs at the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival in Manchester, Tennessee. Okay. According to an arrest warrant from the Coffee County Sheriff's Office, spelled like the coffee we're drinking, Mm. I don't want to live there,
1: Coffee County.
0: David E. Brady. Dave Brady! Which is Chris Brady's.
1: (laughs) His actual
0: dad. His actual dad. dad. (laughs) Similar name. Um, (laughs) Oh my god, no. That's the guy. Hold on. That's the guy who was selling the fake drugs, David E. Brady. (laughs) I assumed.
1: I assumed. Hey, Dave Brady here. You guys want some drugs? Yeah? Have some drugs. They're pretty good. Yeah?
0: He, um, (laughs) He told officers he was doing God's work. When they found a 1,000 fake hits of acid, uh-huh. 20 bags made to look like cocaine, 37 pills that were made to look like molly, 22 bags of fake mushrooms, and an incense stick made to look like black tar heroin.
1: Wow. This guy is real crafty. No shit.
0: <laughs> and he's just like sitting in his house making incense sticks look like black tar
1: heroin. That's some top level fakery, isn't
0: yeah. it? Yeah. Well... And not good enough because he was caught. Um,
1: you guys want some masculine? Yeah, I got a whole bunch in my bag. It's pretty good, right?
0: He was sitting in a tent Wednesday when he was approached by Coffee County deputies after one of them saw him with what appeared to be narcotics. Mm-hmm. As they came closer, Brady threw the object behind him. When he stood up he had a bag of mushrooms hanging from his waistband. <laughs>
1: the
0: officer said they searched him and found the fake drugs. He told them he was doing God's work by selling fake drugs.
1: Yeah, or just conning people.
0: Exactly.
1: I mean you can justify lying to people any number like, of ways. You're, you're
0: profiting off of it. That's yeah. not fucking God's work. No,
1: you definitely get your taste.
0: <laughs> um Deputies discovered Brady was wanted in Arkansas on a felony bench warrant. Arkansas subsequently said it would extradite Brady. Uh, he faces a charge of being a fugitive from justice and uh-huh. two charges of possession of counterfeit controlled substances. His bail was set at $120,000.
1: I didn't realize there was a charge for possessing counterfeit drugs. <laughs> there is now. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, actually really interesting. I never thought about it, but like... If well, they have if,
0: to have a way to... There there are people who do this shit all the time. Sure. It, it's illegal.
1: Right. I mean, the Don't real charge that. is the con, but, you know, right. if you have a bookable law like, you know, carrying around fake drugs and pretending they're real to sell them, then yeah. Yeah. I, I can see it. It's, it's something you can actually put someone in the, in the tank for.
0: Yeah. Not to mention, like, <clears throat> there are people who cut stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: with stuff that isn't... Yeah. Doable. I'm I'm sure a lot of these laws they try to like rack up as many charges for these people as they can. Yeah. So on top of like one charge they might throw like a counterfeit yeah, drug probably. charge at someone too. Yeah, it makes sense. Um but in this case the all the drugs were fake.
1: All the drugs were fake.
0: Huh. So if you bought some drugs at Bonnaroo, and they did nothing <laughs> <laughs> blame Dave yeah. Brady.
1: If you didn't get sufficiently fucked up at Bonnaroo... play Dave Brady
0: then join the club
1: (laughs) wow oh my god All right, 40% ah I'm coming out gloves swinging you see me you see what I'm doing here
0: this is not my best one that's I was a little I thought that was really good yeah yeah yeah.
1: the second one the second one I, I kind of was like wagging the finger at but the first and third one
0: the second one was basically uh oh god what's the site that you like uh
1: Like ClickHole?
0: It was ClickHole.
1: It was ClickHole?
0: Yeah, I reworded it a little bit, but it was basically a ClickHole article. In their article, um, it was specifically a Baskin Robbins (laughs) (laughs) that the pinnacle arm went off at. And the the entire article was just them saying... It would have been really helpful if it went off in the bank. It's really unfortunate that it didn't. <laughs> Someone's going to have to pay for this. And they just kept re-saying the same things over and over again. It was really funny. God,
1: ClickHole is the best. The I like best. ClickHole a lot. <sighs> all righty. <sighs> well, all right. Do you want to
0: take a little breaky before the no, next segment? No, We'll roll do.
1: on through. Second segment, yeah. We'll just move right into it. Uh, the, the I didn't have anything intelligible to talk about today except... That we have these delicious pies in front of us. <laughs> we,
0: had, we had some uh, hand pies <coughs> from
1: hand a, pie. a
0: wonderful establishment. Yeah. Called White
1: House
0: White Fruit Farm. <laughs> Come on down and get the pie. <laughs> White House Fruit Farm.
1: Root. Hairs.
0: Shut up.
1: It's I'm
0: missing a tooth. I'm
1: sorry, that's not an excuse. <laughs> I
0: know, I just stuttered. <laughs> yeah.
1: But Yeah, we thought we would take a minute and talk about what White House Fruit Farm is for anyone that isn't from around here or has never Amazing. heard of it. It really is like magical. kind of a magical little place, everyone loves it.
0: Heaven on earth,
1: it's uh basically on the way from Canfield to Salem out there in the uh the the middle of that, that big expanse there. Uh, it's this it's big functional farm mm-hmm. they have uh they grow a bunch of apples mm-hmm. and they grow other things as well i presume Pumpkins, actually i don't and... know. I don't know how much they grow there to be honest
0: they grow a decent amount of stuff yeah. um their claim to fame is the apples because they make fresh apple cider
1: yes and a butt ton of it i mean so much they make a ton of apple cider i remember
0: going as a kid and you could give them $0.10 cents and get a tiny little, like, Dixie cup of apple cider. Yeah. Now it's $0.50. Cents.
1: It's $0.50 cents now? Yeah. Jerks.
0: Yeah, I I was going to get a cup of it, and I didn't feel like rooting around for change. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy a gallon, because I'm an adult, yeah, and I can do that I now. can
1: do that. I, so, I don't have to buy my cider by the quantity of change in my pocket anymore.
0: Right.
1: hmm
0: I am mature enough to just... Delay satisfaction by like twenty minutes and just drink this when I get home.
1: Adulting um, for the win. Yeah, so uh, White House Fruit Farm, among other things, like, I mean, obviously, like they do that, yeah. but they have a whole selection of. Different kind of things you expect to find at like a farm or dairy market, you know, in uh, in places like this. They have a, lot, a large selection of things like cheeses and hmm. relishes and you know canned and, goods. Yeah, you know? a lot of
0: canned goods, salsas, like, yeah, hot I got sauces, a queso, even queso, hot uh, sauces. Yeah. Ooh, like peppers and oil, uh-huh. which are my jam.
1: A lot of those things, I, I I'm increasingly suspicious of, like places like that, like. Uh, basically buying stuff in and putting their label on it do you know what i mean yeah it actually happens a lot a
0: a lot of times though i feel like what they do is they have a lot of products from local places Uh then they don't like put their label on it they just let it be what it is right but i've gotten honey from there before Uh um because it's supposed to help with allergies to eat local honey yeah right I don't have a whole lot of allergies. I didn't right. notice a huge difference with that, but I like honey,
1: so But I know like the last time I was in Volant, Pennsylvania, I went to get I was there with Drew. We went to get cider and mm-hmm. we sat and drank cider and then we went into some of these local little storefronts, right? And they had all kinds of things like, you know, soup mixes and spice mixes and different kind of things you would expect like that. And they were all from different places in Ohio. And I started to go. Okay, well, why? You know, like, you know, why is that? And I think it's probably just the expectation of the buying public that you have a big, big variety and you can't do it all yourself. So you have to have some things you made, and then you just have to kind of pack your shelves with lots of stuff, which I think is a little sad. The people can't be bothered to just go to White House for, like, say the the cider and the donuts. Although, let's talk about the donuts.
0: The donuts.
1: White House's donuts are legendary. Uh, Particularly their blueberry glazed donut has a following beyond a following.
0: Okay, I don't know if I told you this. I work at a pharmacy and we're not supposed to talk to drug reps. Okay. And one time a drug rep came up and I was like trying to do other crap. And she's like talking at me and she's like... Just, like, leave this for your pharmacist, just the information about this thing. I'm like, okay, I'll just pass it on to him, whatever. Right. She leaves. I was busy. I was doing, like, five billion other things. So she walks away. I walk away to go finish what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And the pharmacist that was there goes, she left donuts. And I was like, (laughs) we are not allowed to accept stuff. Yeah, they were White House
1: donut Oh, how dare she?
0: I know. I was so mad. Put
1: you in that moral quantity. Please tell me you ate it. Tell- no, don't talk about it on the air, but I want to know if you ate the donut, because I would have.
0: The donuts disappeared into a section of the store that do not have a camera. <laughs> That's all I can say about That's it.
1: That's all I need to know.
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> That's. How- I was I was mad because she she deceived me.
1: Yeah, right. And
0: also tempted me with yes. donuts. These are seriously the freshest, best donuts. Yeah,
1: they're so damn in the good. world.
0: Their blueberry. Yeah, is so good. That, that's what and I'm all their donuts are really good, but I have to get a blueberry. Yeah. And then whatever other donuts I devour.
1: Yeah. Shoot, are also I, great. If but... I go into work late tomorrow for movie night, I might just pick up some donuts for everybody. Oh. They would really appreciate that.
0: Oh, who wouldn't? <laughs> Seriously, like if someone was like Yeah, ah, no, I don't want these donuts, that's when you shush them and just place the donut upon their lips. <laughs> shush. And go, you
1: want this. Uh, sorry, I know a little louder. This. You want you want this. You want this. <laughs> you want
0: this donut. <laughs> this donut?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah maybe, I'll, maybe i'll bring those into work They would appreciate that
0: that'd be sweet
1: but uh we have something to taste in front of us that is uh that one of these little hand pies so i figure maybe we should maybe we should yeah. do that so
0: imagine like a mcdonald apple pie but larger and more stuffed with deliciousness yeah a little this, little
1: pie pocket
0: this particular one is the buckeye pie
1: mm. oh my gosh
0: so take one of these.
1: This is the one that survived because one of them was one of them turned out the kind other of moldy. one was
0: pumpkin and we didn't get to it fast enough. Oh, it was a little shame. moldy.
1: Okay, first of all, this is just jam packed with fudge.
0: I think there's peanut butter <laughs> on the inside. I see it. It's wall. like on the
1: little little curve on the um, inside.
0: Anyone who mm. doesn't know what a Buckeye is, I feel like most of our listeners are our friends and they're from Ohio and they know. But Buckeyes are a nut. Yeah. But they have a specific look to them. It's like a dark brown with a little tan on, like, a tan circle that's exposed.
1: Yeah, right. The inside so, is exposed in a circle on one side.
0: Right. So it's tradition to have Buckeye cookies. Now, in elementary school, Buckeye cookies or, or, or Buckeyes were just a sheet of, basically, peanut butter <laughs> with chocolate on top cut into squares. Not shaped like a Buckeye. Right. But they were so good.
1: The traditional way is a actual ball of peanut butter a dipped almost of all the way in chocolate. A ball of peanut butter
0: with, yeah, with cho- dipped in chocolate with that little round tanness of peanut butter exposed. Looks just like a freaking buckeye, and they're so good.
1: I can't wait anymore. I gotta taste this. Eat it. Eh. Eat <coughs> it. So
0: this is this is a buckeye pie. It's fudge and peanut butter.
1: Oh, hell yeah. mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. It's just gonna sound really good
1: yep <laughs> well wow, that's really good
0: the ham pie has that nice glaze to mm-hmm.
1: it yeah it's like um the outside sort of a.
0: I don't think i got any a...
1: peanut butter in my piece are you serious <laughs> it's just all fudge i don't have very much peanut butter either yeah i think it's almost entirely they went fudge. heavy on the fudge yeah
0: it's good though which
1: is in its in its way the opposite of a buckeye a buckeye is mostly peanut butter really And then it's dipped in chocolate. But
0: Buckeye's deceiving to the eye because it looks like mostly chocolate, but Mm -hmm. it's mostly peanut butter.
1: Right. Oh, my God, though. This is really good. Yummy. Hand pie.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. We have another half a hand pie left.
1: Do we really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just half. Ah. No, very good. Oh, no. Oh,
0: Oh, I wanted to say the company that made the hand pie, because it doesn't appear that it was made by them, Mm -hmm. is Swiss made. That's a brand. Okay. And they are from Gambier, G-A-M-B-I-E-R, Ohio.
1: I wonder where that is. I think
0: it's on the other side of the state, maybe in the Columbus-ish area, because the phone number on here has a 740 area code. Okay. Um, There are other flavors. Apple, black raspberry, blackberry, blueberry, of course, buckeye, cherry, Mm -hmm chocolate, grape, grape, grape
1: pie. That sounds terrible to me. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's delicious.
0: (laughs) Lemon, peach, pineapple, raisin, Mm. red raspberry, strawberry, strawberry, rhubarb. I would dive into that. Yeah. And their seasonal flavor is pumpkin. Uh, We had the pumpkin one, but we weren't able to eat it because it it got moldy and now Bo wants to eat it.
1: Yeah, you can't have it.
0: Can't have it. Yeah,
1: they're basically halfway in between Akron and um, uh, Columbus. A okay. Little, a little bit closer to Columbus. Okay. But, uh, that's
0: what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. I'd be interested in eating more of those. The Grape is weird.
0: That's a weird Unless idea. it's like
1: a grape jam. And
0: also raisin.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sure it's like grape preserves. Yeah. In a pie. Because that's how you make fruit pies.
1: Yeah, right. It just seems weird. It would have to be like a jelly type thing. It would be like, yeah, yeah. maybe it's not that bad. It's like a peanut butter and jelly without the peanut butter.
0: Yeah, but these are pretty good.
1: Yeah. And, um I'm all about this.
0: I suggest to anyone go check out White House. Yeah, I so, last year. If you're around year, here and you
1: haven't gone, I don't know how the hell you. I
0: basically it. go once a year, and it's usually the worst possible time to go. When I do go, yeah. That's not the one you want.
1: No, I'm pulling it away from the dog. Oh, okay. Because he's sitting on the edge of the table like a shark. Yes. Waiting for a little um, bite of pie.
0: So this has chocolate. It will kill you. <laughs> he doesn't seem deterred. No, he doesn't care. Um I always get a hankering to go around fall, because it's when they have the cider and everything pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And that's also when they do their, like, fall festival. All their Halloween stuff is out. Some of their Christmas stuff is out. They have a bunch of pumpkins you can buy. They have food trucks there. They have candy apples. Yeah. Like, they have activities for the children. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's well, it's nice, so though. annoying. It's nice, but I never realize it until i'm pulling in and there's people directing traffic yeah, right. for the parking and i go i have made a terrible mistake
1: right i mean it's, it's okay to go and I do wanted. that stuff but i need to surprised like, by it be
0: prepared for it yeah this last time i went i um was coming home from something else in salem
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i pat i passed it on my way there and on the way home i was like I'm going to White House Fruit Farm and I like <laughs> you the wheel. In. And then there's people directing traffic for the parking and I was like, oh God, what did I do?
1: <laughs> but
0: it was actually it wasn't too too bad and I had a lot of fun looking around and I got some nachos from a food truck that yeah. were really good and it was a lot of fun. I always just choose the wrong pie, the wrong pie, the wrong time. You always no.
1: choose the wrong pie.
0: Sometimes I choose the wrong pie. Last year, I thought I got a pumpkin, and it was really a peach, and I was very upset. <laughs> I just can't do right by this pumpkin hand pie. Something no, always this happens. this is
1: two for two fuck-ups on the pumpkin pie. Two for two. Pie. I still
0: haven't tried the pumpkin hand pie. <laughs> I
1: know. It's really disappointing.
0: Next year's my year.
1: Uh, you know what? If I go up there, I'll snag you a pumpkin.
0: So last year when I went... Um, they, I got the peach instead of the pumpkin. I went back like a week later. They had no more ham pies at all.
1: Wow. So Limited if, quantities. Yeah,
0: if you go and you Juju see them, Jaja. sure. But I think I got the last pumpkin ham pie when I was there. I didn't mm. see any more pumpkin ones. so We're
1: just going to have to go to Gerbundschind, mm-hmm. Ohio. Yes. Whatever it that is. That place. And get one. Gambier. That's it. <laughs> what I say.
0: Gerbenschmier.
1: Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's take a little break, All right. uh, and uh, we'll come back with the main segment for this episode. So stick around. Okay. 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 okay.
0: And we're back.
1: I killed a creepy bug.
0: Yeah, you were real freaked out.
1: (laughs) That thing freaked me out big time. It did. It was a little millipede looking thing. uh, Kind of. Like real little.
0: Real, real tiny.
1: And I thought it was a screw because it was coiled up because a dog was trying to eat it. God forbid if he would eaten that. Who knows what it could have done to him.
0: Eh, absolutely nothing. And then I cut, he's eaten so much crap that should have killed him.
1: I put it in a paper towel and then I crushed it with my thumb and I felt it crunch like real big. Yeah, you freaked out. I heard and felt it crunch.
0: Um, I thought you threw your back out because you were <laughs> bent over crushing it. And I hear it crunch but then you go, ooh. Whoa! And I'm like, oh no! Did you just hurt yourself killing a bug? Because, because this is ol- a whole new <laughs> development. <laughs> That's new, all it takes.
1: New ways you find yourself getting older. Oh man! Throwing your back out, squishing a bug.
0: Seriously.
1: <laughs> I'm, fu- I'm fucked. <laughs> no. our,
0: our friend Trish slipped in the shower and sprained her ankle a little while ago, and we still give her shit at work no about kidding. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I didn't really give her a shit because I see myself doing that. I think the only reason I haven't done that is because both places I regularly shower have those tubs for the elderly where the really you actually sit shower. inside them. Yeah. So There's I'm not protected from it. myself. Yeah. I'm protected from myself. <laughs>
1: yeah, the worst you could do is fall into the wall that is very, very close to you already. Right. Yeah.
0: And, like in your case, yours doesn't. Yours have like a bar. It does. That you but, can grab? but if you
1: grab that, you're going down. That thing is not. Oh, really? it's not anchored sturdy? for nothing. Oh. Yeah. Good
0: <laughs> thing we don't need it. Jeez. I know. It's
1: it's the it's thin and wobbly. Mm, and if you okay. we were to pull it, it would just come right the fuck. Down. Well,
0: that's good to know.
1: Yeah. Don't trust that thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so today.
1: Yes. It is. It is it's
0: No! Don't do that. Why not? <laughs> Uh, Today we are discussing. It's Rafiki, isn't it? Discussing. Isn't it Rafiki? It sounded like uh, the Simpsons
1: character. Oh, like Apu. Sounded like that would be particularly in poor taste. Yeah. Considering Mm -hmm. our topic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I thought you were doing. I'm like, oh no.
1: Yeah.
0: Our topic is Indian music theory.
1: Yes. This was a submission um, yes. from, our, from our good buddy...
0: Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, he sent us a very sweet email. Mm-hmm. And he suggested this. Now, I think I he and I actually talked about Indian music a little bit. Because I had a little bit of experience seeing some Indian music live. Mm-hmm. And... I'll tell that story later once we get into some of the theory because it'll I think it'll be better once people understand a little more about the music. Um, yeah. It was a very interesting experience, though. And we were discussing a little bit of this music theory and, and how different Indian music is from Western music that we're used to hearing. Yeah. And then I guess he started listening to some indian music but still hadn't done much more research on the theory behind it yeah um and has passed that torch off to us so we can do the research for him
1: i am really excited because it sounds like you did a lot of homework on this
0: i feel like i did and i feel like i could continue to
1: oh yeah i mean Um, something as, as dense as an entire you know uh an entire you know, form of music theory. There's
0: so much. There's so much to learn. And some of the concepts are a little bit abstract. Especially yeah. if you're not super into music theory. Right. So, and I'm not particularly. Me like not it, either. I don't really I know, know much. a little bit of music theory, but not that much. So yeah. it was a little bit difficult. But it was very interesting and fun. Yeah. And we're thinking we might try to find some... Um, some Indian music to put in for our breaks.
1: You've probably already heard it.
0: Yeah, you would have heard it by now. Mm-hmm.
1: We only have one break anyway. So. Right, right, right. Um, but um, yeah, let's, so let's talk about it. In
0: order to discuss the differences between our what we're used to Western music, and by Western I I don't mean like country Western, I just mean like yeah, like... The Americas...
1: The Western half Europe. of the globe, essentially. Right,
0: right. So, Western music theory, uh, the music is organized according to tonal harmony. Okay. A piece of music is in a specific key. Yeah. And it uses notes from a particular major or minor scale.
1: So, yeah. the
0: key is kind of like the recipe and the scale provides the ingredients.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um. Yeah, key tells you what notes you can and can't get away with, basically, right. which ones sound pleasing together in that in that key.
0: Right. And songs, so songs use notes from the scale in a specific key to form melodies, harmonies, which is when it's more than one note at a time, and often this is in the form of chords and Mm -hmm. a lot of chord progressions Uh and also counter melodies, which is two independent melodies occurring at the same time in a piece of music. Yeah. Now those are things, those are all really important pieces of Western music and what makes Western music interesting. Okay. And so, uh, in Western music, there's something called an octave. Sure. Which is 12 equally spaced notes. All 12 notes are what we call a chromatic scale. Okay. Only seven notes are used for any major or minor scale, and then you add the first note of the next octave, and that's where we get the eight-note octave we're familiar with. Yeah. There are only two kinds of scales in Western music, major and minor, and though they're very different from each other, every major scale is very similar to every minor scale. Because the relationships between the various notes of a major scale are the same for every major scale, yeah, and the right. same for the minor scales, they use the same rules.
1: Sort of like the, the reason that if you play a scale on the guitar and then you slide everything up a fret and you play that same pattern, mm-hmm. you're going to get another legitimate scale, mostly, right? I mean, yeah,
0: and it it's going to sound very similar. Because the intervals between them are the same. Mm-hmm. The rules are the same. Okay. So, in Indian classical music, there, there is northern Indian music and southern Indian music. Northern Indian music is called Hindustani. And the scales are referred to as thoughts, T-H-A-T, which is very confusing da. to read because I just kept reading that in my head and yes. then had to like correct myself every time. Um, in Southern Indian music, this is called Carnatic music, and the scales are, card- are called Mela's, M-E-L-A.
1: Oh, mela. Mela. That sounds very sweet.
0: Now, from this point on, we're mostly going to talk about Hindustani music, for a couple of reasons. One, it's a little wider known. Okay. It's more accessible, I guess. Okay. And also, Chris had talked about a specific artist that he had gotten into.
1: Yeah. And
0: that artist um, plays Hindustani music.
1: was that? Was that Ravi, Ravi Shankar? Yeah, it was Ravi. Is his I name. Thought.
0: And I'll talk a little bit about Ravi. Okay. Um, (laughs) Ravi. Ravi! Like, we're we're so close. Oh, Ravi. Uh, so, from now on, talking mostly Hindustani, a raga is, like, the rhythm or melody form. It was really hard for me to get a handle on what a raga is, because we don't really have that thing.
1: There's not, like, an analogy to that in Western music of any kind.
0: It's... It is a really weird concept.
1: Okay. It,
0: at some point, it seemed like they almost used it interchangeably with thoughts, which are the scales. Yeah. But they are also an independent concept from that. Okay. It was really weird. Um, but the thought is the essentially the scale. It's made up of seven notes. Yeah. Just like ours. Mm -hmm. Um, And these notes are called swaras. S-W-A-R-A. Okay. Uh, In Hindustani music, they don't use major or minor scales. They don't feature harmonies. They don't use counterpoint melodies. There are no chord progressions. Okay. (laughs) They use a single voice or instrument for a melody. And then it's accompanied by a droning instrument and percussion.
1: Yeah. So...
0: Where the interest comes from is the melody and the rhythms. Gotcha. So, so it's Indian kind of in music, a way it's
1: focused in a way. It's you know maybe there's less there's less mechanisms for variation, but there's probably right. a lot and, of variation within them.
0: In because of the the way Hindustani music is organized, and you'll kind of get what I'm saying more when I get into the details a bit, but. It is a type of music that lends itself very much to improvisation. Yeah. Because you choose your your raga and your thought and you can just play around in that format. Um, and especially if you have one main person doing the melody, and then everyone else can just kind of follow along with them. Yeah. Um, because of that, though... To someone who's more familiar with Western music, Indian music can seem confusing and static because we're used to listening for chord progressions and big changes and that doesn't happen. So it can sound just like very confusing. Sure. But to someone who's familiar with Indian music, Western music, which only uses two types of scales and the rhythms are based on just a few different meters, can sound overly similar and repetitive. (laughs) <laughs> so if you can imagine someone who's used to Indian music with a lot of variety. Yeah. But it's used all for the melody. Yeah. Listening in and, and for the rhythms, listening to western music which is basically a lot more rigid in its rules. Yeah. And not as much variation in what you can do with it. Yeah. It it's just really interesting to think about that idea of like, <laughs> I know my experience having heard indie music for the first time. Yeah, and I can just imagine the opposite experience. It's just really funny to me.
1: It's funny because yeah, it's it's well, it sounds like what you're saying is that both both groups of listeners, when they hear the form of music they're unfamiliar with, find it kind of similar and unchanging. Is that, am I understanding that like? Well, the. Because the thing is the Indian music has this drone thing going on. It's it's not moving in the way that we think right. music moving. They
0: they find it off putting for different reasons. <laughs> but I, I'll talk more when I talk about my experience, I can explain firsthand okay. how that what that was like for me. Okay. Um so Indian music also has octaves, which are divided into 12 notes. Suaras. Yeah. Um But it's not tuned like the chromatic scale, and I'll talk about tuning in a little bit because that's really important. Okay. Um, So they only also use seven notes for any given piece of music. Uh Uh-huh. So the thoughts or scales have different flavors. It's not like the major scale or the minor scale that every scale uses the same set of rules for the relationship between the notes.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: The interval patterns are different for each thought. So they can sound very different from each other, or have their own kind of feel to them. Okay. Um, there are ten popular dots, and so basically ten different scale, most popular scales. Sure. I want to go back to Carnatic music really quick mm-hmm. because if we remember that the melas are scales in Carnatic music, there are over seventy melas.
1: <laughs> no shit.
0: Yes. So I just want to touch on that because that is crazy.
1: That's very interesting.
0: So um, the first note of an Indian scale is given as C. Uh-huh. But thoughts and ragas aren't fixed in pitch. So the intervals are the important part. So traditionally you can start on C. That, But if you wanted to do it differently, it start on a different pitch... The only thing you would really need to preserve to have it be that same thought is the relationship the intervals between each note. So mm-hmm. as long as you were doing that the same it would still be the same thought. Gotcha. Um so there were eight thoughts listed on the page I got this information from. And real quick, I just want to say kind of the name of the website in full disclosure. I have no recollection of how I found it. <laughs> Okay. Like, I was looking around for information, and I have no idea how I found this specific one. It's literally just a web page of text, and I can't find a menu on it to find Whoa. anything identifying. Well,
1: you must have Googled it, right? You must have come through Google. right? But
0: I can't. I can't trace it. I don't know exactly how I found it or what link I clicked on. But it had a lot of really good information broken hmm. down in a it great way. It is the way.
1: revelation of Ganesh.
0: So, the website was tundra.cnx.rice.edu, and then a string of other information that you need to get to the page, because if you just type the first part in, it doesn't go there. Yeah, right. There's like a colon and four eights slash content slash a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, right. I'm sorry that's a really bad
1: reference, but... It's very deep in an Apache server somewhere where you you need the link.
0: The information was really solid. It, I just have no idea how I found it. I used a couple different websites, but this was the one I mostly relied on because it was broken up into nice little sections and sure. it had links that you could skip from section to section and mm-hmm. it was really good. Uh, sorry, I don't have a better reference for it. <laughs>
1: That's all right. I mean, we um, can link it off if we you know, want to.
0: But they listed several of the thoughts. These are... Um, Asavari, Bilowal, Bairav, Bairavi, Kafi, Kalion, Kamaj, Pervy, and Todi. Pervy? Pervy. I knew you were going to say something <laughs> about that. But when I was writing it, I was like,
1: purvi uh, <laughs> I want to play it in the Pervy thought. Pervy thought? Pervy thought? Is pervy thought anyone?
0: So, <laughs> since... Ready
1: for your Pervy thoughts? Oh
0: my goodness. <laughs> since the... The thoughts traditionally start on the, the note C. Um, the notes of of a thought are C, D, E, F, G, A, and B, but some are flatted, some are sharped. Um, okay. And each thought is different. There is one consistent thing, which. We'll swing back around later, and I'll talk more about it when we come to tuning. The C and the G are never flatted or sharped. Okay. In every single thought. That is one thing that's consistent.
1: That's interesting. I wonder, is there a reason for that, that we're getting yes, to? Yes, we both. Okay.
0: So the pattern of half-step, whole-step, and minor third intervals is unique to each thought. And also a piece of music... So. The, This is where we talk even more about the kind of variation there is in this music and the interest it can generate
1: yeah,
0: and the variety it can generate because a piece of music might not even use all seven notes of the thought. Some ragas can use five or six notes. So you have these thoughts that are seven notes long, but you might not use all of them. There's just so much you can do to play around with it. Yeah. So, Hindustani and Carnatic music both have ragas. Um, The confusing thing, if you are learning Indian music, in switching between the two, sometimes the ragas in Carnatic music have the same names as the ragas in Hindustani, but they're referencing a different raga.
1: Ooh, Ooh, that's tricky.
0: It's just like... This is the kind of thing you learn because you grew up in it yeah. and you just know it. And if you weren't taught from a young age, if it's not part of your culture, it, I feel like it'd be very difficult to jump in and really immerse yourself in this because of those kind of things. Yeah. But it would be very interesting at the same time. You just have to really get into
1: it. You really have to um, ve- have a very good mental conceptualization of like a collection of sounds. Right. In order to hear like a, a particular raga and identify it or to be I, asked to play one.
0: I watched a video on someone on an Indian musician who's actually um, Ravi Shankar's daughter, Anushka Shankar. Okay. Discussing what a raga is.
1: Mm-hmm. In It sounds like a paint palette to me. Right. I mean it's really
0: She didn't do a bad job of describing it, but basically she gave a little description and went Really, the only answer is that there's no simple answer for what a raga is. Yeah. Like, it's a very abstract concept. Yeah, um, in, in
1: a way, it'd be like you describe pumpkin pie or like describe like a taste that is a combination of tastes. How do you right. really explain that to someone who's never had it?
0: If If we think of Indian culture, this makes a lot more sense to me because like I have an Ayurvedic cookbook. Mm-hmm. which is like a Indian theory yeah. of cooking that focuses on the different flavors and how every meal should have a little bit of each different flavor to balance it out. And yeah. that's kind of what this is applied to music. It's the different flavors of music and there yeah. should be all of these different feelings in each piece of music. Yeah. Um. So the ragas don't just dictate what notes you're playing but also how they're played. If they're played ascending, if they're played descending. Um, sometimes there are specific main Jeez. pitches.
1: The dog just scared the hell out of me. I think he spotted a fly.
0: Oh, no. He's <laughs> hunting. I'm, just, He's I'm sorry, they hunting. just made me jump. I'm watching him charging. Oh, where
1: is it, dude? Get it already.
0: Um, oh God. <laughs> there. Sometimes there will be main pitches and other specific pitches that are largely ornamental pitches. Mm-hmm. Um... It can dictate your tuning, how you tune for that raga. Uh-huh. Uh, since the melody is the main point of interest, the variation of all this allows for that interest. Uh-huh. They don't need the chord changes. They don't need the progressions. They don't need that kind of physical movement because yeah. they have enough to play with in just the melody.
1: Yeah, a really, really rich approach to melody and scales.
0: Right. In a way that we just, Western music just doesn't do it that way.
1: You might cover this, but I'm interested to know if they if they play around a lot in terms of like, okay, you know, like like A is not necessarily always, you know, like a straight 440 A. Maybe it's like slightly right. detuned. The we, scale can be slightly detuned.
0: We talk about
1: that. Cool. Oh, cool. All right.
0: I don't get specifically into what frequencies, though this website did. Okay. I should shoot you a text with that website in there because you might want to read a little more. I'll send it to Chris, too. Yeah. Um. So one thing they did point out, which I thought was interesting, and um, I thought you might find interesting because you were pretty big into church when you were younger. Yeah. So the Hindustani thoughts and Western church modes...
1: Yeah.
0: Are roughly correlated. Interesting. So the Asavari thought is roughly Aeolian mode.
1: Okay. Which
0: is the natural minor scale. Mm-hmm. The Bilawal thought is roughly Ionian mode, which is the major scale. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bairavi is Phrygian.
1: Okay. Coffee cool.
0: is Dorian. Kalyan is Lydian. Kamaj is Mixolydian. Nice. Um, the thoughts are used differently than modes are. And the notes are only roughly the same because the tuning is different. Yeah, okay. So they're they're not gonna sound exactly the same, but if you grew up knowing a lot about like these church modes yeah. of music.
1: Yeah.
0: And you listen to Indian music, you might hear some similarities and go, Okay, that sounds a little bit familiar to me.
1: I'd be interested to know if these were developed with any awareness of each other or if this is just something humans do.
0: Mm. I think it's something humans do. Math <laughs> is very important when it comes to music. Yeah. And there are things that... I mean, they were even talking about... Uh, oh, God. What is it? The the spiral. The Fibonacci you know, sequence. They were talking about the, uh, Fibonacci and stuff. In that's this.
1: cool. Very um, cool to me.
0: So... Now we're going to talk about tuning.
1: Let's talk tuning.
0: Let's talk tuning. This is something Chris was interested in.
1: Okay. So oh, Western... This is really cool. <laughs> Let me
0: go back and skip again back to Western music and talk about how we do it in Western music because it's important setup for I feel like most people who are going to be listening to this. Mm-hmm. Western music uses equal temperament. Okay. Standard tuning. Yeah. So... Only octaves, only the octave notes are pure intervals. Mm -hmm. So there are 12 equally spaced half steps. All other intervals are also measured in half step. Like all intervals are measured in half steps. Yeah. So because of this, because of spacing everything equally, your fifth is not a pure fifth. It is a little bit less frequency than what the actual pure fifth would be. Okay. And your major third is a little bit larger, higher, like larger frequency than the pure major third. Okay. So equal temperament is good for music that uses frequent key changes. It's Mm -hmm. chromatic and harmonically complex. It's also good if you want to play some very atonal music, gives you room to do that. Uh Uh-huh. It's scientific and mathematical. You don't have to keep retuning to change keys. Yeah, right. Um but it can be unsatisfying because of the lack of pure intervals. It's just not orally a UR orally. Orally. <laughs> as satisfying. Yeah. Especially to someone who is very into music and music theory. Because of the lack of pure intervals, except for the
1: octaves. Okay.
0: So in India, the most common accompaniment instrument is the tanpura,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is um, pretty similar to uh, oh God, the sitar. It's not exactly the same, but they're similar instruments, uh-huh. which is uh, what Ravi Shankar plays, the musician that Chris is into. Yeah. Uh, so, the tempera is a chordophone. It's in the lute family. It has four long strings plucked one after another. Yeah. It takes about five seconds to play each four-string cycle. The cycle is played continuously throughout the music. So, we talked about that kind of droning that you have your main melody and then you have kind of a droning going yeah, on. Yeah, right. This would be like your droning. Mm-hmm. Um, The strings vibrate for a couple seconds after being plucked. So the harmonics interact with each other, which causes that buzzing, droning sound. So there's, you hear a constant pitch, but varying timbre.
1: Interesting.
0: The constant pitches are perfect fifths. Okay. So in in all thoughts, like I mentioned before, the C and the G are not flatted or sharped. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're tuning in C, two strings of the Tanpura would be tuned to middle C, one would be tuned to C an octave lower, and the last string would be tuned to G. So this is the pure perfect fifth that you hear.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got that.
0: So these pure intervals are really pleasing to the ear, but a pure octave can't be divided into 12 equally spaced pitches. Okay. Um... You wouldn't get pure octaves if you divide it equally. Yeah. So where do the remaining pitches come from? It depends on the raga. Okay. So your so that determines
1: what else you what, what you're your filling tuning, in around this. Yeah,
0: your tuning depends on what raga you're playing. So the raga you're playing determines what the intervals specifically are going to be for that octave and how you're going to tune everything.
1: No kidding. It's
0: so crazy. Yeah, this is
1: starting to get pretty this is starting to get it's pretty complicated. deep. Yeah, it is complicated. So
0: the octaves are divided into the 12 saras or notes, but the intervals intervals aren't equal. So the interval between C and D is typically larger than the interval between D and E. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to introduce another concept. Okay. The Shruti.
1: The Shr- Dwight K. Shruti. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's spelled S-H-R-U-T-I. Yeah. It's an interval smaller than intervals normally found between notes. This is important. Uh-huh. When you start thinking about coming from hearing mostly Western music and then uh-huh. listening to Indian music.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see where this is going to become a thing that throws yes. people.
0: So the interval between C and D, we said is larger than the interval between D and E. So the interval between C and D is four Shrutis, and the interval between D and E is three Shrutis. Uh-huh. In some ragas, notes might be flatted or sharped by one Shruti for mood and effect.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that, that makes a pitch really stand out. But
0: think about this. When we think of <clears throat> flatting or sharping a note, it's by a half step.
1: Yeah, right. It's still like a very But
0: specific. now we're talking about doing it by like a quarter
1: step. Yeah. Um,
0: for tuning purposes, each octave is divided into 22 shrutis. Okay. So these 22 shrutis have specific designations. And the intervals between the shrutis are not equal. Okay. <laughs> so they're not even necessarily each... A fourth step or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. That this music is so complicated, <laughs> it's so beautiful, but yeah. it's so complicated. Um.
1: I I'm gonna end up listening to a lot of Indian music now yes. to try and appreciate what this sounds like.
0: It's really beautiful. Yeah. It's really bizarre the first time you hear it because it takes a minute. Now that knowing the theory ahead of time will probably be really helpful. Yes. Once you realize what's actually going on, it's just impressive. Yeah. Um, I want to
1: hear all the shroodies.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> there are tuning variations, and I, I specifically mention drupad, which are is very very old North Indian music. Okay, it's kind of like your, your like your stories of heroes and stuff like that. It's kind of that okay. style of music. It's
1: like like, uh, okay, the, the, you're saying these are genres of music or like...
0: The, the Drupad is like very, very old North Indian music, but that's the kind of style of music it was. It okay. would be like telling a story or okay. like narrative ballad So we're getting into thing.
1: styles. We're getting into like collections. Well, just
0: of... this specific one. Okay. Because in Drupads, the octave is divided into 84 microtones.
1: No shit. And... So between like C and C... 84 microtones in there that could right. could be called on to be played.
0: Right. And there are variations. So C and G might not be based on pure intervals sometimes just depending on the music, depending on the raga and everything. Yeah. But so typically Hindustani music has 22 shrutis in an octave. Yeah. Except for drupads, which are ridiculous and have 84 Wow. Just like I wanted to point that out because that's crazy town. Yeah,
1: it, is. <laughs> it is. How could he, one even be one even Can hope to play this accurately?
0: Being so good and having such a good ear.
1: Yeah. There are people that
0: sing this. There's one thing to play it yeah. on like a sitar or something. Right. But to sing it
1: Yeah, when you don't have like, you know, any any measurable way to like, you know
0: just so impressive.
1: <laughs> that's astounding to me.
0: If you're used to equal temperament, because of all this, Indian music sounds out of tune.
1: Yeah. It just sounds
0: out of tune. We don't have shrutis. We don't have anything beyond a half step. Yeah. All of our intervals are the same. They're all half steps. Yeah. It's really simple to understand. This is not. And so that's the experience I had when I first heard Indian music. I was like, sounds out of tune. Like I couldn't understand what I was hearing, yeah. Until I was in it's kind of like a history of rock and roll class or something, and I was in college, and yeah. they had an Indian musician come in. But my teacher was really cool, and he was a musician himself. Yeah. So he had gone to this, and he was talking about it.
1: About the drupad, about the no, drop, drupad no, music.
0: No, no, we're talking about Indian music in general. Oh, okay. Um, it was Hindustani music. Okay. But he was talking about Indian music and he had seen the performance the night before and he was saying that, like, oh, my God, the vocalist was so impressive because we only have these half steps and she's doing like quarter steps or more. And that's when it clicked and I went, oh, my God, that's what I'm hearing. Like, that's what I was hearing. Yeah. Or maybe he had talked about it beforehand or something. And when I heard it, I was like, it took me a minute, and then I realized what was happening. It can kind of sound like they're just all over the place until you realize that they're singing very specific notes.
1: Yeah, that's the thing I was going to say is, like, sometimes when you hear Indian music, one of the things it can kind of sound like is that people who are singing are just kind of wailing. Or just kind of... uh, uh, And it it feels like they're not hitting any notes you are familiar with.
0: But they... Or well, you're they, not familiar with them, but they're hitting. They're doing something
1: extremely notes. deliberate.
0: It do yourselves a favor and that listen, just blew my mind. Yes, <laughs> and this is what Chris wanted to know about. Yeah. Um. Because we had discussed that briefly. Do yourselves a favor and listen to some Hindustani music, especially with a vocalist. Yeah. If you want to be impressed by someone. Yeah. Holy crap, just hear it and
1: recognize that they mean to do precisely what they are doing,
0: right? And to tell the rest of the story so, when I was in college, they brought in an Indian musician, and it was there was a singer, I'm sure there was like a sitar player, and the main performer was a guy playing drums, like hand drums, yeah. I want to say it was, it was either, I think it was still summertime. It was like Mm -hmm. the beginning of the semester. And it was very, very, very warm in the auditorium. But the tuning of the drums is very like precise Mm -hmm. and can go out of tune very easily.
1: They have to stop a lot and retune.
0: He demanded, this main performer who was playing the hand drums, demanded <laughs> that we keep the doors closed in the auditorium. Wow. There were like a lot of people in there. It was very warm. <laughs> it's like you're going to have people passing out. But we had to keep the doors shut because he was like reprimanding us from the stage. It was so weird. And yeah. then um I also, I don't know why I remember this detail, but I remember that like, he. They also specifically requested milk before the show. And I was just like, that's kind of like a bad idea now. It's so hot in here. How can you be comfortable?
1: Yeah, just um, a nice 102 degree auditorium. A warm nice glass, glass of glass milk. Of
0: milk. Um,
1: but the important question is, was he rushing or was he dragging?
0: <laughs> not my tempo. Not
1: quite my tempo.
0: Um, <laughs> he was very good. Yeah. The, music, the female musician that was with him was the singer. Yeah. Phenomenal. Once I realized what was happening. Yeah. Um, Very, very good. Very impressive. Music was beautiful. It was just so bizarre because he was like yelling at the audience. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, right. So
0: weird. But the music was great. Um, That was my story on that.
1: Um, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm realizing all the times I've ever heard music that I might have just... It, if not outright dismissed, just didn't appreciate.
0: Right. It really helps to know this theory behind it. Yeah. Because you just, you get how impressive it is.
1: God, and, so, and, and they real, must be furious <laughs> that people don't
0: fucking get it. Real quickly, though, I want to talk, just mention Ravi Shanker. Um, because that's who Chris has been listening to. Yeah. He was a brilliant sitar player. He was popular in the 1950s. uh uh-huh. He was born in like 1920 something. So he passed away several years ago. Yeah. Um, but he played Hindustani music and his daughter, Anushka Shankar also plays the sitar. Yeah. Also very, very good. Wow. And just as a side note, really beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very beautiful woman. Um, So I I watched a couple videos of her talking about the ragas Uh and her playing music, and she's very good also. So I suggest checking out music by Ravi Shankar, checking out Anushka Shankar, um, who I believe is still, like, very popular, still playing this music. Yeah, Um, Check out Indian music in general, guys. It's really cool stuff. It's really interesting.
1: I just... I feel like my mind has been kind of blown open on this. <laughs> this it's is just so
0: different from the way we approach music.
1: Yeah, it is. Like, I ju- I have a little bit of remorse for like having not quite gotten it, and I know that on some level it's like I have to you have to forgive yourself for not. Understanding Understanding something something. that is so different from your basic conceptualization. Right,
0: and also it's very complex. I mean, everything that I just talked about is like, well, this is how it is except when it isn't like that. And (laughs) all the intervals are different between this and different between that. And it's determined by this thing that I can't actually really describe very well. It's like (laughs) so much to approach. I had kind of a hard time researching it because of that it was just like where do i start yeah what i really wanted to find out because i knew that the tuning was different and i knew there were like those those like smaller intervals that we don't have yeah that's what i wanted to talk about but i had to talk about everything until i could get there i know but I'm I'm glad I'm obviously I'm glad I learned about
1: it. <laughs> well, now I feel like I want to just go out there and listen to a bunch of Indian music. We
0: we should listen to some. I think we should tonight. Videos. Yeah, I think so too. It's so fascinating. It's really really beautiful music. The sitar is a really beautiful instrument. Yeah. And just listen to a vocalist. Yeah. And just appreciate that every little thing they're doing, every intonation change, every slight change from note to note is from a note to a note
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's crazy because it, it it does always sound just sort of like more like speech than singing in a way because we tend to talk in a lot of like not necessarily whole notes right you know like our, our pitch is mm-hmm. not constrained to a scale and so right. it can sound like you know Indian you know vocal music is kind of like whaley or talky yeah and not like it's writing a very specific set of notes
0: yeah it's it's God. so cool it's really mind-blowing so thanks to chris for
1: asking oh, me to explain this to you buddy great great question i this might have just blown the door open for me <laughs> on something
0: hey we we should get some. Um, we like listening to vinyl sometimes. We should get some Indian music on vinyl.
1: Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know where to get. That's the other thing. Is like figure it out. Yeah. Like, what? What? <laughs> I'm what, sure it what, exists. What am I gonna go buy? Even. Ravi Shankar. Maybe Ravi. Maybe just Ravi Shankar. Yeah.
0: Ravi Shankar.
1: Yeah, that's probably. I'm sure
0: there's Ravi Shankar music on vinyl. It's a
1: good place to start.
0: Um. So thank you for listening, guys. I know we've been on kind of like a spoopy kick. Yeah, and this was very far removed from that, but hopefully you still found it interesting. We found it very interesting. I found it very
1: interesting.
0: Um, it was a little frustrating doing the research, just because yeah. of the wealth of information. Yeah, but it was very rewarding mm-hmm. doing the research when I finally got to the point where I was like, "This is what I wanted to know."
1: Yeah, right.
0: You just have to learn everything else, so you, so it can click.
1: Yeah, it's approaching something familiar in the most unfamiliar way. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you for listening to this one. This has been fun. Go listen to some Indian music. Yeah. I know I am going to.
0: Yeah, and um, I think, so next week, the episode will be the day after Halloween. Uh-huh. So I, we're going to have a little bit of a spoopy treat for you. We're, we're going to have we'll, a spoop. Well it will be a little spoopier.
1: I, I don't know what we're going to spoop on, but we're going to spoop. I,
0: sp- I told you, but I'll tell you again. Tell
1: me again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Uh. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Goose Chase. Goose Chase. And we will see you in a week with another episode.
0: Let me put my little fake Toofy back in.
1: There you go. Mm. (laughs) Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, guys.
1: (laughs) It sounds perfectly fine to me. Mm.
0: (laughs) I hear it. Oh, boy. Bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod, and our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com.
1: If you have any topics you would like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. Want to go on a goose chase? Yes.